Hey guys, this is Brandon Devere, and you're listening to the Learn For Two podcast. So here's the thing. After being in the real estate industry for over a decade, I realized the old model was broken. There was no way out, no end in sight. So I decided to ditch the masses and create my own opportunity. One that would put myself and others in a position to retire when we want to. This podcast is my journey to teach as many people as possible to do the same. My name is Brandon Devere, and welcome to the Learn For Two podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. Episode number 34. Still going, still having fun, and so thankful for all of you uh, that have been listening and continue to listen every day. And I am appreciative of that and you, of course. Um, So today's topic is going to be a little bit, piggyback a little bit on yesterday's uh, episode of, you know, making people look bad to make you look good. It's not not necessarily the same thing, but it goes with the same same principles of... uh, basically treating how you're going to treat people. And, uh, yesterday we, uh, we've been cord cutters for quite some time as far as, uh, going to, to streaming video and stuff like that. Hadn't had any cable for a while. Uh, but the one thing that I can't stand in, in, um, with, with streaming is that live sports is just not it. I don't care what anyone says. It's just not as good as, you know, some of the other services out there. So, of course, with football coming up, uh, I'm originally from Seattle, big Seahawks fan. So, in order to stay out of the, uh, from going to the bar every Sunday to, to go watch a game, which is very hard to do, uh, especially when you have a daughter that's playing soccer tournaments uh, over the weekends, we decided that we were going to go ahead and bite the bullet and get NFL Sunday ticket <clears throat> so we can go ahead and watch the games uh, that aren't uh, nationally televised. So we're, I was talking to Eva last night, um, cause she was on the phone with them and, and kind of, you know, customer services is, is a, I guess you could call it a thankless job, but it's always, it's always kind of, uh, kind of tricky when you're talking to them. But, um, she told me a couple things that, that went on and she was questioning them like, that doesn't make any sense. And the guy's like, yeah, I know it doesn't make sense, but you know, that's, that's what it is, whatever we followed through, went through with it. Um, so, now they they came in today and installed it, but it reminded me of a couple of years back. Uh, my daughter. So each summer we try to get her up to Washington State to spend a week uh, at my sister's house so she can spend the time with her cousins. And you know, occasionally we've done it where one of them has come down here for a week and then she's gone back up there for for a week so they get to spend a couple of weeks together. But uh, so I, I booked her flight and they offered trip protection. And I've never used trip protection ever in any flight. Never really had an, an issue on on getting there or anything like that, or needed to change anything. Uh, but <clears throat> this one, this particular airline, offered trip protection. So click, no thanks, decline. You know who needs that? Uh, I had everything under control. You know the trip, you know trip protection would be a waste of money at that point, uh, or so I thought. And the, and what I found out about a week later is that uh, I found out that her sixth grade orientation was scheduled to be within the last two days of her vacation. And that was kind of a big deal because she was just going from elementary school to middle school, kind of a big change. Uh, you know, especially since she was going out of, out of the, out of her zone to a a new spot where she wasn't going to have any, any of the kids that were in fifth grade with her into the new school. So, uh, I called the airline, tell the agent, Hey, I need to switch her flight. And the agent immediate tells me, well, that's gonna be $75 to change it. Plus the difference in the flight, which is about 50 bucks. Now flight protection doesn't look so bad <laughs> at this point for 20 bucks. Um, cause now I'm looking at, you know, over, you know, hundred, over a hundred dollars more now to do it this way. 
So of course I get upset. You know, I yell on the phone. Are you, are you kidding me? Seriously? Uh, at that point, it would have been just cheaper to buy her a new flight. And of course, like the, instantly, I get to like so angry about it. Um, my immediate reaction was just to be, you know, for lack of a better term, just pissed off. And I didn't, yeah, you know, I didn't let up. I kept digging at, you know, telling her what a joke it was. I was getting upset. Hey, this, you know, why do you do this? This is all this stuff, you know. And the worst part is, well, you know, I, I, you know, I hung up, accomplishing nothing but basically an increase in, in blood pressure and anger. And the worst part is, is that it wasn't even the agent's fault. You know, and I knew better, but I was just there to vent and just unload on this, on this, on this woman. And that's, that's kind of why I talk about, or why I said earlier, it's kind of a thankless job because they're sitting there, they can't change anything. Um, but they're the ones getting, getting ripped apart. It reminds me of when I, I used to work as a concierge, you know, anything was going wrong in the room at a hotel. Boom. What, who do they contact? They just hit a button. It goes to concierge and then we're getting lit up and we have no control over what they're trying to do. Um, so that's, I knew better, but yet I still just, you know, went out, went after, um, you know, it's embarrassing to admit, but that's, that's what I did. Uh, but you know, so I let myself cool down for the next couple of days and I called the airline back and thankfully I got a different agent because like I said, I was a little embarrassed, uh, that I'd get the same one and that she would remember me. I was actually embarrassed that they may have put notes in the system about how I was like behaving the same, like, Hey, don't, don't, you know, be aware of this guy. He's, you know, he's a, he's a jerk. Um, but thankfully I got a different agent and with a new agent, I lived with a story about how my daughter gets to see her cousins every summer, but unfortunately this trip needed to be cut short. And I told her that, you know, we found out after we booked the flight that her sixth grade orientation was scheduled, uh, scheduled for that same time. And, and after that, I proceeded to tell her, you know, how important I thought it was for her to be there, you know, and, and I basically said something like this. I was like, it's going to be your first year in middle school. I can imagine what a difficult time in a young girl's life this can be. And just wanted to make sure that the transition is as smooth as possible. And, you know, so, and she agreed with me and she responded, sir, I'm going to weigh the $75 change fee and you'll just need to pay the difference of the flight. I didn't even have to ask to remove it. Like this, this is kind of the power of story and the power of treating people with, you know, respectfully and kind of painting a picture for them to see what, you know, it, it, it wasn't about, I made the story instead of being about me having to pay for something, I, I transitioned the story into, Hey, this is here. She was probably at, at some point in her life, you know, she probably had gone through something like that. So, so the first agent, I just yelled out like a jerk. I didn't inspire her. I didn't make her feel any emotion other than hating me. Like that's all that she got. I was like, this guy's a jerk. 75 bucks, man. That's it. 75. Yep. Can't do anything. Can't do anything. And knowing that she could probably do something, but I didn't give her a reason to want to do something for me. I wouldn't have done something for me <laughs> if I was on the other line. And, um, you know, then the second agent, like I said, she likely remembered a time when she was entering something new for the first time, maybe, maybe even middle school. And maybe it was a, a job for the first time. And she knew what it was like uh, to, to go through that. And she just wanted to be a person that, that could help. And, you know, she felt emotion and was inspired to help a little girl during a stressful time. It wasn't as much about helping me save $75. It was about her helping a little girl in a time that she's going to need it. So, I mean, and, and even with that, all of us have heard, you know, the saying you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Um, so, you know, in, in this instance, I was able to mix a little honey with, with a good story, uh, and, and was able to inspire someone. 
And and one of the things in this, not only telling the story, but also the the way I delivered it and spoke to the second agent, uh, I use a couple couple principles from How to Win Friends and Influence People. There's a good chance that you've heard of that book. You've probably read it, uh, but it is you know one of the one of the probably most recognized books. You know that and Think and Grow Rich. You know in our industry and in in most industries, to be honest. Um, but you know the the two principles I basically used were you know, begin in a friendly way. I, I went in with the story about my daughter and two, honestly try and see, see things from their point of view. The first time I didn't see from the other agent's point of view, all I saw, all, all I, I saw was me. I was going to have to pay, you know, $125 to change this thing. And it, and it was, and it upset me. Um, but you know, then I, and from that, um, the result was completely different from one agent to the other. Now, who knows, maybe I wouldn't have ever if I wouldn't have led with the way I did, maybe that first agent would have been like, Hey, she likely would have been more helpful to me. Uh, but yeah, so that, you know, this is what I, I kind of think about this, you know, next time you're interacting with someone, you know, not just someone who, who you want something from. And I think we all fall into that category of, we see someone and we want to do something for someone that likely can reciprocate in some way and do something for us. But you know, when you start to do things for people that can't do things for you, they'll eventually want to do, I mean, they'll want to do something for you in the, you know, in the future, but you'd be surprised how quickly your tribe will grow when you are, are giving in that way, instead of just all only giving to take, when you give to give with no, um, with, with nothing in, uh, expecting nothing in return with no expectations, uh, you'll be you'll be much better, much better off. And as you're continuing to, to grow your teams, grow your your uh, client list, uh, all of those things. If you, like I said, begin in a friendly way, try honest, uh, try to try to see their point of view uh, honestly, and you know, mix a little story in there and help them feel uh, what feel the emotion that is is taking place. So, all right, guys, just wanted to finish up with that. I will see you back tomorrow, and I hope you have a great one. Hey, thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and please leave a comment. If you'd like your free copy of four ways to leverage your existing real estate business or to apply to join my team, go to the retired real estate agent.com for your free growth pack.